Welcome to the Between the Pages podcast, brought to you by Boldly Seeking Ministries. Join the conversation every other Wednesday with the team and other special guests as we navigate how we can live a bold faith in between the valleys and the mountaintops of life. This episode is sponsored by Lakeview Covenant Church, where together they pursue Christ and advance his priorities across the street and around the world. Now, let's get to this week's conversation. And welcome back to our Boldly Seeking podcast called Between the Pages. I'm here with Rebecca. And hello. Hello. <laughs> We're talking about Lent. And whether you're an expert on Lent or you've never even heard the word before, we just want to talk about how anyone can like participate it and observe it and just really prepare your hearts before the Easter season. So technically, Lent actually starts on February 22nd. So we actually are coming out with something special for you guys that will help you like prepare your hearts for Easter and everything that is to come with that. Um, maybe you've never practiced Lent before and you're even like wondering what it is. It's just a time to really just um, think about the resurrection of Jesus and how to live your life throughout the whole year, not really just the 40 days before um, Easter season. And it was really cool when I was doing research on this because the 40 days represents like the 40 days that Jesus was in the wilderness. Like he was also fasting for 40 days um, and just taking time to like talk to his father. And that's really the whole example of what we can follow when we're participating in Lent. It's like a time for us to just really focus on God and our faith and our relationship with him. Besides throughout the rest of the year, these 40 days are really just to like really focus on that. Have you like participated in before or yeah yeah. I guess um super cool about the um I would say like the reflection of the 40 days with Jesus in the wilderness to the 40 days leading up um to Easter and uh you think of all of the things that Jesus went through in the wilderness and then how like he intentionally spent that time um but also was very challenged And that reflection of, like, in Lent being challenged and pushed further than ever before, knowing that, like, we get to celebrate that we get to have this hope of being pushed forward because of the death and resurrection of Jesus. Absolutely, yeah. So I would say for me, um, growing up, I really didn't do a lot with Lent. Um, I had a lot of friends that, like, talked about it, and especially I had a lot of Catholic friends, so they um, would do... do a lot more of the traditional stuff when it comes to Lent. And it wasn't until college, I went to Bethel University and um, they practiced Lent a little bit more, I would say, um, for being a non-denominational school, but from more of like a Baptist background. And so um, things like Ash Wednesday, I was never growing up introduced to Ash Wednesday until college. And so, like, we did the whole, like, um, the placement of ashes and yeah. did that service. And then it wasn't until, like, when I came back from Bethel to Duluth that, like, now Lakeview was doing it. And I was like, this is really, really cool because that was something for me, like, um, this idea, like, that we came from dust into dust, we shall return. Of, like, oh, my goodness, like, I am, this world is going to pass away. But, like, the thing that stays consistent is Jesus. And so it wasn't until college where I really started, like, I would say practicing Lent. And I know people, like, give up something for Lent. And for me, it just was never, like, that never stuck. And so I would do a challenge for Lent instead. Like, whether that's reading my Bible for 30 minutes a day and, like, doing that rather than, like, giving up candy or coffee or something. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Another cool thing about the 40 days 
it goes with the 40 years that the Israelites were wandering in the desert looking for God. That's so cool. I just love how the Bible uses numbers like that. I'm a math person and science person. So when I see those numbers line up, I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. So even like when the Israelites were wandering in the desert, they were at a time of just like, where is God? We've messed up. We've gone through this cycle of turning away from God, following idols. And then God really gave them those 40 years. Like you are looking to me right now. This is your time to focus on what I am doing in your life, in your generation, in your whole, your families. And I think we can take that even today, you know, 2000 years later and really use those times, those days to like, what you were saying, focus on maybe give something up if you feel like God's calling you to do that. The three things that are like, part of Lent are fasting, almsgiving, and prayer. So we're going to focus a little bit on those three things. And I love how you already talked about like what you've experienced through college and even other churches. Like you usually think it's kind of a Catholic thing, but there's so many churches that have Ash Wednesday services. And it's cool to like ask questions about that because like you see people with ashes on their foreheads in a cross and you're wondering like, why is that? And so you brought up that verse um, in Genesis where it was like, you were made from ash, from dust, and you again will return to ash and dust. And the whole part of Lent is like dying to your sin and being that example of like Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And there's nothing that we can do to earn that. Lent is a, a time for us to feel like we're better Christians if you participate in Lent. It's more like... I have this, I have my flaws, I have my imperfections. I'm going to use this time to work on those, to progress towards Jesus throughout my faith and stuff. So it is a, it's like a Catholic religious holiday kind of thing, but you can definitely do it even if you're not Catholic or if you're in any denomination or maybe you're just starting to go to church and you want to try this out too, yeah. And I think, um, I don't, does this release on the day of the calendar? Pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, and something that as our team, we've been discussing of like, what are resources that we can create for all of you to further your faith? Um, today we launch our Lent calendar. So it's a very similar concept to our Advent calendar that we released um, over Advent. Um, and Jenny has poured her heart and soul into this project and has created a beautiful calendar uh, with just so many um, different ways to not only uh, take the time by yourself and further your relationship with Jesus, but taking your faith into the places and spaces that we're at and like helping a friend, um, but also the challenge of like um, fasting. And we'll kind of get into all these components as we go. And this calendar kind of, I would say, aligns with all three of those components in a way. Um, and there'll be a link in the description for the episode for you to download that and follow along because it does start today. So, yeah. Um, yeah, just kind of putting that that tidbit out there. But I would say kind of for me, ooh, this table is wobbly. <laughs> um, <coughs> for Ash, like Wednesday, um, I think it's it's one of those, I don't want to say holidays, um, because I think that becomes materialistic in a way. Yeah, um, yeah. But one of those um, moments in the calendar year that kind of sometimes gets overlooked, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I think growing up, you know, growing up in the church, I would say we maybe talked about Ash Wednesday like once every couple years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not, I mean, like, it's, I love the symbolism again, like with the numbers, the 40 things. So with the Ash Wednesday, it 
it actually goes with Palm Sunday, which th- it's cool how they all tie together. So the ashes come from the burdens of the palm branches used from the last year. So on Palm Sunday, Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, representing like being the humble king that he was. And they were yelling, Hosanna, Hosanna. And he knew, of course, in a few short weeks, he was going to die on the cross. But of course, the crowds didn't know that. So them symbolizing with the palm branches. And then on Ash Wednesday, we, we burn those palms and use those ashes from the previous year to create the symbol on the cross. And it's not a symbol of like, again, like this is, I'm a better Christian than you all. It's really like you're admitting to your sins and how you need to die to, cre- to die <laughs> to your fleshly desires and really just focus on the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. And again, it's not something that we have to earn or maybe if you choose not to do one of the things on the calendar it's not like you're a bad person we're just sending out this calendar so you can kind of like check off each day or have a guideline a little display of what to do each day so on Wednesdays there'll be acts of service acts of kindness because almsgiving is one of the three things that Lent is about and it could be things from like buying coffee for a friend or like tipping your server things like that And then on Fridays, there are um, different recipe ideas, I could say. Um, So when you fast, sometimes people give up meat on Fridays. And so that could include fish for you. It doesn't have to. But I put different recipes on Fridays for you to just think about different ways that you could fast from meat. And then on Sundays, there's different prayer prompts. (laughs) And that could be from like praying for our country, praying for our government, praying for your future, praying for a family member, things like that. And then the other days have the Bible verses that go through all of the days leading up to Jesus's death on the cross and then his resurrection on Easter Sunday. That's so cool. Um, And I got the chills like just um, as you were explaining the whole like using the palm branches from the previous year to do um, be the ashes for Ash Wednesday. And, um, you know, it's crazy to think that, you know, all these people on the streets were like praising Jesus as he was walking um, uh, through the gates and just being like Hosanna in the highest, like knowing that he knew that in just a a few short weeks all of these people were going to turn against him. And, like, e- honestly, like, even his own disciples, too. Right. Like, right. talk about, like, I don't know, we had done, like, a deep dive into um, our Christmas study and, like, that emotional dimension of Christmas. But there's so much emotional dimension to the Easter story and to the weeks leading up to the death and resurrection that it's, it gives me chills, really. Like, oh, yeah. it gives yeah. me chills of, like, Jesus knew yet he still served like what <laughs> yeah yeah and the hard part for jesus probably going through this all is that like you said the same people that were praising him in the streets were also ones that were saying crucify him crucify him give us barabbas instead and just how he as a perfect and holy person was still hated you know like he didn't do anything wrong and in other people's eyes he was a liar he was a blasphemer he claimed he was the son of God and they didn't believe him. So even when he had a perfect life, he just gave himself up as an ultimate sacrifice, uh, like a perfect gift of unconditional love. And again, we don't have to earn it. It's just us actually like taking our lives and trying to give it as close as we can to Jesus's example. And we're never going to reach that. We're never going to get perfection like Jesus had. But that's the whole point is like you don't have to to earn that gift of love because it's already been paid for. Yeah. 
Definitely. I love that. Thank you. (laughs) It was really fun to research this and just really think about Lent from a different perspective instead of just as like a religious practice because it could be a whole year. You can extend this after Easter. Like the story doesn't end in April. It keeps going on after Jesus's resurrection. Like that's just the beginning of the story. Um, a little bit more about the background of it. So it's it's obviously like hundreds of years old. And for us to participate it in still today, sometimes we lose that reverence. Like, oh, this isn't a modern thing that people do anymore. Um, we Let's talk a little bit about examples that like, what are some modern things that you could give up for Lent if you don't want to do like the meatless thing? Yeah. Um, I know... Again, for me, I usually do more of like a challenge than necessarily giving up something. And usually that challenge is in regards to giving up something. And a lot of that is like giving of my time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because I'm so busy that for me, more of the challenge is to dedicate time mm-hmm. to sit with Jesus. Because I think I'm so, so, so busy all the time that that's like, yeah. and I, I'll be the first to admit it that it's just like, me reading my Bible, it's like there's some days where it's like, oh, I need to do this before I go to bed. Yeah. Where yeah. instead it's like, oh, I'm going to intentionally like I'm going to give up my time for 30 minutes today. And it's just like this hard reset. And like I always feel so refreshed afterward. Excuse me. Afterwards. Um, and I would say a couple other things um, that you could do, too, is. Um, maybe I know I've had friends that do social media, you know, Mm -hmm. social media is a huge thing in today's uh, world. And maybe it's just like getting rid of it for 40 days and doing like a, a, honestly, like a toxic refresh. And I think there's so much, um, if you're not careful, there can be so much toxicity on social media. And if you are, um, not careful with how you process different things on social media um like I know right now there's this like this trend on TikTok where there's like a filter that's half that splits the screen and on one side it's like this basically magazine cover model oh like yeah yeah filter and it's just like that's how toxic social media can be where you can put a filter on and you don't look anything like you do in person and like I mean I was just kind of like if I I, I haven't done the trend yet who knows maybe I will or not um but like I was like man could you imagine it's like oh this is what the world wants and desires everyone to look like but it's mm-hmm. like you to be happy with yourself so maybe that is social media or TikTok or honestly like even if there's something that takes up a lot of your time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like what is something that takes up a ton of your time that like maybe shouldn't maybe it's honestly like I don't know maybe you realistically speaking like we're all adults like um maybe you're at the bars all night yeah every night yeah maybe it's like that's what you quote unquote fast from is like going to the bars every night Mm -hmm. um because your your time is filled with being at the bar and who knows like I'm not judging those who are who go to the bars a lot right but like that could be one thing too yeah absolutely so if you do choose to fast something or to give up something, it definitely has to be personal to you. So, like, if I gave up smoking, that would mean nothing to me because I'm not a smoker. So, it has to be something that, like, pertains to you. And you, it's not going to feel good. Like, it's supposed to be a sacrifice. You're suffering for Christ. You're dying with Christ, in a sense, in these 40 days. So, it has to be something that 
like if you gave up sugar you have to whenever you desire that thing you're giving up you really should be focusing on god so that's kind of the remembrance of it so whenever you are like giving up going to the bars like oh i usually am out you know until noon or not noon midnight <laughs> noon, <woo. laughs> heavy drinkers here <laughs> um if you're out till midnight instead of doing that maybe you could um you know, put on your worship music at night instead of that time, or you could text your mom or call your dad or like something that would be more glorifying to God than whatever you are giving up. So when you feel that that hunger pain for meat or sugar or something, if it's food wise, you're not thinking about that. You are thinking about the pain, but you're not thinking about, oh, I want that food so badly. You're more thinking about like, this is a little bit, a slice of the pain that Jesus was feeling. And then you can kind of relate to that in a sense not entirely because when jesus was in the desert for 40 days he was tempted by satan so a heavenly perfect being as jesus was he was tempted so we know as christians when we're going through a time of weakness you know when we're giving up something we're definitely going to be tempted too and that's why it's so important as like a community of boldly seeking that people are going to be doing this challenge with you it's not it's not something that you're doing alone. There's hundreds of churches across like the nation, across the world that practice Lent. So it's important to remember that you don't have to do it alone. And obviously God is on your side through all of that. And you don't have to figure out all of this on your own. We're just using these resources as like a guide for you to get started. Definitely. Um, and we encourage you as, um, and it might not be, today like give yourself even if it's like a week like there's there's no harm in taking some time to figure out like what is that thing that you're going to give up if you are going to um fast from something um but be intentional about praying like god what is it that i need to give up um that's one of the biggest things that i've learned uh, especially in college when i was kind of introduced more towards ash wednesday of is taking the time to ask god what you should give up Mm -hmm. because um Honestly, like, God knows what takes up most of your time. Yeah. Um, and what what is it that kind of maybe keeps you further away from Jesus and where he wants you to be? Absolutely, yeah. The other category is um, almsgiving, which is kind of like an old churchy term, but it just means, like, giving up your time or your money or, you know, donating things that you don't use anymore. So um, a couple examples that are on the calendar are just ways to get you started. You can definitely do other options than that, but it's just a guide for you to kind of see like what you could do as um, acts of kindness or acts of sacrifice. And this is the category that's like external. The other categories are internal, like prayer or fasting. That's kind of just something that you are dealing with internally, but this acts of kindness category is something that's external it's more of an action that you show your faith through works instead of just internally um are there been times like that you have been shown acts of kindness that like really just stood out to you um trying to think i know i'm sorry i sprung that one on you no it's okay it's okay um i would say honestly and they're so small but having okay so here's I have a couple. One, I've had a few friends that know that I've had a rough day and they'll like send me a Starbucks gift card and be yeah, like, hey, yeah. grab coffee on me. Because um, they know I love coffee. I'm a Starbucks girl through and through. Um, currently have my Starbucks with me today. Uh, made it at home, but it's in my Starbucks mug. Um, but like just something like that. But also um, I had met this girl at um, 
uh, wedding show that I was a model in. Um, never met her before. We were literally maybe only together for four or five hours. And we just connected so, so well. And a lot of that was that foundation of our faith and just being able to have such a deep spiritual conversation right off the bat that um, she actually ended up texting me the other day and was like, hey, like I'm going to be in town. Don't know what our weekend looks like, but um, if I have time, I'd love to get coffee. And I was like, yeah, I'd love that too. And she's like, honestly, I'm so glad that I met you. And I was like, same here. Like Jesus knew that we needed each other in our life. Yeah. She's like, right. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so excited to just like learn more about you and your story and how Jesus is moving through you. Cause she has a super powerful story. Um, but she's like me too. I can't wait to learn more about you. Like for sure. Going to be intentional about this friendship. Yeah. And for me hearing that, I was like, wow, because I feel like sometimes for me, like I'm an Enneagram too. Like I'm a people pleaser. I'm a helper. I'm a hostess literally that describes me to a t um but sometimes i feel like i'm always the one that's like okay i'm gonna be intentional with this friendship or i'm gonna be intentional to reach out to this person where sometimes i get discouraged when i like not like i expect it but when i don't have people that do that to me yeah because i feel like i'm constantly always giving 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 but even the smallest thing of a text that's like for sure going to be intentional with this friendship meant the entire world for me absolutely yeah um I was trying to think of a few examples of like it wasn't even during Lent, but giving acts of kindness to other people and seeing the outcome is really rewarding. But sometimes we don't always get to see that outcome. And an example of that, um, we live in a city where there's like quite a few homeless people around, like with cardboard signs or things like that. And I usually try to just kind of like turn my eye and not look at them or like not make eye contact them, whether it's like I just don't have time for it or it's just like I don't really feel like the need for it or things like that, whatever my excuse is. But one day I was on my way to Walmart and there's a man holding a sign there and God was just like, buy him some food. And I was like, oh, but God, I'm so busy right now. Like I have to go get groceries. And he's like, just add it to your grocery list, just get him some food. And at that time, Walmart had like Subway like that cafe inside of it so I was like well I don't even know what sandwich he likes like I don't know what to do and God's like just get him whatever like you would get so it was like the time in my life where I was like this is not me this is not I'm not this kind of person and God's like that's okay I got it so I just kind of like turned off my thoughts of doubt and just kind of let everything else like fly nicely (laughs) and it worked out really well I pulled up next to him in my car and I was like I just really felt God telling you to buy me to buy you this sandwich and he was like oh my gosh thank you so much I haven't eaten at all today and that was like the only time that I've done something like that or I just felt like okay I have to turn off my other worldly thoughts that are telling me doubts and think like okay this is God's design he's gonna make it happen he's not gonna just you know give this idea in your head and then let you go without me so that that was really cool another one um we carpooled with a few people to school and there was always this lady that was waiting by a bus stop and every time we drove by her um she never had like a coat or anything and winter in here gets so cold and it was kind of in between like the fall to winter time so it wasn't extremely cold yet but every time we drove past 
that bus stop on the way to school she never really had a jacket so the person we were carpooling with was like hey would it be okay if you go ask your mom and your dad because I was little at the time like if we could raise some money to get her a jacket and I was like that's a great idea so I did that and my mom and dad helped me and we actually got her a jacket and like a little cross necklace with it just to like bless her and she was kind of I remember pulling well we didn't pull up to next to her because the bus stop was there but just she was unsure at first because if you see a strange car pulling up next to you you're like I don't know who you are but we just approached her like very nicely and like not aggressively or anything and just said if we have this gift for you and we drive past you every day and we would really like to just bless your day with this jacket and this little gift of a necklace and she was like so grateful and then when we would see her driving like next the next day she was like wearing the jacket and stuff and so those kind of examples like you see the outcome in it just a little bit but I haven't seen those people since like those days like years ago and I have no idea where they are but just knowing that that little act of kindness can really just touch their whole day and maybe they forgot about it maybe they don't have it anymore but just thinking like this little act of kindness really could give them a little bit of hope to give that example of what Jesus was trying to show us when he was giving us hope because the time of Lent can be really somber because you're thinking about the the death of Christ but it's also a time of celebration because like we have hope in Christ after he died like that wasn't the story we have those three days that the world was dark and without God kind of and then uh, on Easter then he rose from the dead and literally like defeated death and just thinking of those little acts of kindness can bring that hope when there's like a lot of somber times in the world. I love that. That's so good. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so I just want to give a little bit of a verse for us to think about as we go through lens and you're reading through the calendar. There's a lot of verses in there that are from Matthew, but this one is from Romans and it's Romans eight twenty six. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. So Lent might be a time of weakness for you because it might be out of your comfort zone to go, you know, pay for a homeless person's meal or to give yourself um, even like a self-care day or something like that. It might be out of your routine, but the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We're not doing it alone. We're not doing it without God obviously he's there with us through every single step and maybe if you don't know what to pray for the spirit intercedes when we don't have words to say which is so cool and I I know in a couple of our other interviews on this podcast we've heard people say like they prayed for people but they didn't know what to say in the time and like they just had the words that God spoke for them and just to encourage all of you listeners to be able to do that challenge this week and next week and throughout the 40 days of Lent too. Do you have any other challenges or insights? Yeah, I guess as we're kind of wrapping up, um, kind of very similar to what Jenny said, like I really encourage you to push yourself past what you think you can go. Yeah. Um, our bodies are strong and uh, we have a God who's stronger. Um, so I know it might be uncomfortable to give up something um, and it might be painful for a few days, but um, just push yourself uh, past what you think you can do um, because that's where you're going to be able to rely on Jesus so much more and see um, more of who he is over these next uh, 40 days. Yeah, we're really excited to see 
what God is going to do in your life throughout these 40 days, but you have to be willing and open-hearted to let God make that sacrifice in your life, whether it's in the gift giving or in the prayer or in the, um, in the fasting or giving up something. So we really encourage you to take those days day by day and remember that you're not alone in it. Um, Keep up with our social medias as we keep updating you on those things and the podcast episodes and blogs that relate to Lent too. We're super excited for Easter season. Yeah, so um, yeah, as we kind of close out, make sure that you check out all of our social media like we say after every episode. Uh, We are here um, with you and for you, and we want to be a resource and a community for you as you walk through this together. And um, we'll we'll have a post that kind of talks about Lent and fasting, and uh, feel free to take some time and figure out what that might be. And we'd love to hear what you're fasting over the next 40 days and uh, how we can be praying for you. So we're so thankful for you, friends, and for you joining us on uh, the podcast today. (laughs) 